Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. Immeasurably more. I'm going to do half this message today, and I'm going to do half of it next week. There's a lot, and uh, I have a gentleman here by the name of Tom Siriano. That's a nice Italian last name. He's going to give a testimony uh, towards the end um, when I hand out these vision cards that we're going to do Vision Sunday, and uh, I'll explain all of that. But if you have your Bibles, if you would turn with me um, to Proverbs 29, we're going to read verse 18, and I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified, because how many of you know different versions give you different revelations of Scripture? If you're studying the Word of God this year, I want to encourage you, the Version app's wonderful, because you could go through all the translations, and it's right there, and it's digital. You can save, you can highlight, just like you would in a Bible. Um, it is a Bible, and so I want to encourage you, you can put it on your iPad, your iPhone, your Droid, whatever you have. Um, it's a wonderful tool, but we look at different versions because there's revelation in that, and so out of the Passion Translation first, Proverbs 29, verse 18 And I love this version. I love this wording where there is no clear prophetic vision. I want to pause right there. Prophetic. Speaking to things that are not as though they are. Prophetic. The revelation of what is to come. When there is no prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word... Important, guys, we're a spirit-filled, Holy Spirit-inspired church. Some churches say presence-driven. I'm not driven. I'm inspired by the Holy Spirit. It is important that you understand when you follow the revelation of the word, when you see a church that has prophecy and prophetic, it better line up with the word. Can I get an amen? Amen. If it doesn't, get out of that church. That's witchcraft. If it doesn't line up, prophetic words will never contradict scripture. If they are, they're pathetic words. Not a prophetic word. Prophetic words will never contradict scripture. I've had people come up, well, God told me blah, 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 blah. Well, that contradicts scripture. It's morally unacceptable. God didn't tell you that. That's you. Get that straight. (laughs) But it says, but when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. If you're not blissful, my question is, are you following the prophetic inspiration of the word of God? Because it's impossible to have the joy of the Lord when you're not following those things. And his lordship is so important. That's so key. So out of the amplified version, which I love, the amplified is so like raw and beautiful. Where there is no vision, no revelation of God in his word, it says in brackets. The people are unrestrained, but happy and blessed is he who keeps the law. He who is submitted to the lordship of God. That's what the law is. The law, like we have a speed limit for a reason. Well, there's a, there are limitations. I heard, and I, I'm going to say this, I'm not trying to call out any ministers, but there was a minister, a well-known minister who just said, God doesn't work in, he doesn't draw lines. He works in circles. And, and, he, and he, loves my, he loves me so much that my sin can't keep me from God. And I went, what? Scripture is a line drawn in the sand. And you either are following it or you're not. So I don't know where that came from. 
Andy Stanley. Don't want to mention any names. No, it's important to say it because he said it publicly. And it's wrong. It's incorrect. No, there is a law. There is a speed limit. There is the lordship of God. And a generation needs to hear there's a heaven and there's a hell. There's a hell of a decision you can make when you follow sin. I'm not cussing. I'm saying it is what it is. We need that, that. Oh, well, that's old school, brother. Well, the Bible is timeless. What are you talking about? That's not old school. The law of God is the law of God. And just a little thing about the Old Testament and the New Testament, just because we got a covenant doesn't mean that we scrapped the Old Testament. I do have ham. We'll get into that another time. Bacon is of the Lord. I just want to let you know that right now. Can I get a witness? Anybody out there? Woo, Jesus, go get you an omelet after church. Let's not get off track. Come back, Holy Spirit. But Paul said this to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians 3, verses 16 to 20 in the Passion Translation. And I pray, this is a letter he wrote, and I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor. How many of you want that this year? Until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Okay, we need explosive power in the church. We don't just need power. I need explosive power. I need shoulder healing type of power in the church. Oh, and by the way, he's omnipresent, so he can give me a word to speak over the camera. And a guy named Tim, who's in Ohio, all of a sudden, who used to come to this church, all of a sudden sees his shoulder healed. We just saw it demonstrated. Can you give God a shout of praise? That's the beginning of so much more getting ready to happen this year. Let your faith rise. We're going to get there. Verse 17, speaking of faith, then by constantly using your faith, everybody say faith. Faith. The life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Why? Because God's love. Verses 18 and 19, because the Passion Translation does those funky things where it lumps verses together. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences. Every holy one experiences. The Lord is bringing the church to a place of holiness. By the way, anybody who tells you it's a season of living holy, there's no season of living unholy. That's false. That's not seasonal. I've heard God's bringing us back to a season of holiness. What? Holiness isn't seasonal. It's always, right? Last I checked. Someone call that out. That's not accurate. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Can I get an amen? Amen. Never doubt God's mighty power. And I'm going to stop here at verse 20 is the focus point of this whole block of scripture. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. 
He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. Guys, this is the year for this. This is the year for this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. How many of you have a dream that God's given you and you know it's for the purpose of, of, of the kingdom of God. It's a, even, even your job so you can finance the kingdom and you could do things. And, and you're asking God to move and you're saying, Lord, I've been faithful, I've been faithful, I've been faithful. Well, you need to start declaring this verse over your situation that he will achieve infinitely more than my greatest, even what I request of him. And my, my most unbelievable dream, the one that can only be achieved if the power of God and the anointing that takes me beyond my gifting comes into my life and and pours into my life for his miraculous power. It constantly energizes me. It'll exceed my wildest imagination. He will outdo them all. His miraculous power constantly energizes me. The NIV, Ephesians 3.20 says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, hence the title of this message, then we could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. It is scriptural to make your requests made known, but he knows what you need. He knows when you need it and he will exceed and go far beyond even that which you ask. And when you're walking in obedience and walking in the love of God, you are, you are literally welcoming the blessing of the Lord over the things that you put in front of him in request. This year as a church, I'm trusting God that our faith as a body of believers and as individuals over our personal visions and then collectively as we come together in unity over this corporate vision, that God will do immeasurably more. Our faith would rise and we would see immeasurably more happen. Ephesians 3 verse 20, immeasurably more. Psalms 37 verses four to five. Find your delight and true pleasure in Yahweh. And he will give you what you desire the most. I want to pause here. I've said this many times. I used to interpret this verse that what I desire, he's going to give me. But it actually is that he's going to give me what I desire. An example I give is I could not stand the city of Charlotte for a long time. We were living in Texas. And the reason why I couldn't stand this city was because we were here in 2010 and it was a holding pattern. It represented a season of frustration for me. It was nine months of me trying to figure out what, what was next in my life. And it really had nothing to do with the landscape or the city itself because it's one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been in. But I could not, I would literally, my stomach would turn when I was here. Well, back in 2016, fast forwarding six years after a season in Texas, God sent us back here and I really thought, well, we're going to be back here for a season and we're going back to Texas. And the Lord's changed my heart and gave me what he desired, which was that we were called here. And all of a sudden I was finding that I started to really love this city. I started to love, I mean, I had a total change. You can ask anybody who knows me, my folks, we were actually staying with them for a short season while we were trying to figure this out. And the Lord literally transformed me from the inside out. And I started, it got to a place where I went from, I couldn't stand being here to, I couldn't stand the thought of not being here. And that's what it means that he gives you the desires of his heart. And then you start wanting it. 
Not that it's Burger King God and I have it my way. That's not what that means. And many times, and some of you are in this season right now, you're on a pathway where it doesn't feel good. Everything's uncomfortable. He's showing you his desires in those seasons if you listen to the whispers in close proximity. Find your delight and pleasure in Yahweh and he will give you what you desire the most. Give God the right to direct. That's many times our issue. And in this church, my prayer is, we have this order of service and we give God the right to direct. You can ask anybody who's on staff here. We lay it before the Lord and we say, this is our plan. Now you direct these steps. You want to change the song set? Change the song set. You want to change my message? Change my message. But can I tell you that is scary because when there's a prophetic unction, you there is error sometimes as we are human beings and the Lord really gets our attention where we need God. Listen, if you don't need God for the vision of what God's given you, your vision isn't big enough and it's probably not right. We all need to get to a place where we need God to pull this off. Give God the right to direct your life. And as you trust him along the way, you'll find that he'll pull it off perfectly. Perfectly. He'll pull it off perfectly. Some of you need to start declaring that over your career and what God's given you, what's in your hand. Moses staring at the Red Sea with the Israelites behind them. What am I going to do? God, what's in your hand? A rod. What does that have to do with anything? It has everything to do with everything. That's what's in your hand. I want to ask you this morning, don't look at what you don't have. Look at what you've got right now because he's, his timing is perfect. So you've got what you need for today. What's in your hand? That rod represents authority. What's in your hand right now represents the authority you need for right now. That's scripture. And you will pull off immeasurably more if you could get to a place where you're satisfied today with today. Where the manna that's provided for today, you recognize he supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. Don't worry about tomorrow. Submit everything to the Lord and then trust that he'll do immeasurably more than whatever you submitted to him. That's a good word somebody needs to be encouraged right there. Now I've got a lot more verses, but I'm gonna skip down. And I'm going to give you our statement, and we'll go to the rest of this next week. If you go to our website, hopecovenant.cc, this is where I'm shifting to some practical stuff. You'll find this statement, and I want to read it to you because it's really important. Whether you're new to church, have been a Christian for many years, or you're looking for a fresh start, you're welcome here. Now, that's a statement that we give because basically what we're saying is any season that you're in, in your walk, in your journey with the Lord, we want to welcome you whether you've been saved your whole life or you're brand new. Every single week, my prayer is, Lord, I want to reach everybody in the room no matter what, what place in life and their journey they're in. I want to grow the deepest, most mature of Christians and the ones that are just coming into the Lord and the ones that haven't even come to the Lord. Our hope is to give you a place where you experience that word is there for a reason. Because a moment in the presence of the Lord can do what I can't do in 50 years of teaching. Which is why we rely so heavenly, yes, heavenly too. So heavily was the word I was going to use. We rely so heavily and heavenly on the Holy Spirit to come into this place and do what I can't do in the natural. So, 
Our hope is to give you a place where you can experience, where you can encounter an enjoyable connection to God and a community of people that operate under the love that we just read about that leads to immeasurably more. Our mission here is simple. We're four things, and I encourage you guys to memorize these. It's really not hard. The reason why I encourage you to memorize them is because when somebody says, what, what about this place is so great? And when you're inviting people, well, there, there's four things that we're about. The first one is knowing God, and that's the experience that we just had during worship. Know God, you know God's here, you've encountered him. Finding freedom, that points to deliverance, and, and deliverance isn't a weird word. It's getting free of things that hold you back. A lot of times that's sin. A lot of times that's just my brain. So that you could discover your purpose, and that's why we're encouraging you to get involved in a connect group, because that's where we're discipling, and we're discovering the giftings and the anointings and the things that come natural, because God designed you not only with a sphere of people that I don't have, but with giftings that I don't have. You have giftings I don't have. I have giftings you don't have. But together, when we come together, we're a full body that God can use. So discover your purpose. You can ultimately go out, and this is a verb. It's not just for you. It's wonderful. God will transform you so you can go and transform others and disciple and make a difference. So our statement is this. We want to see God's presence transform lives, giving hope and setting people free to fulfill their destiny in covenant. That's an agreement. There's a binding agreement in covenant relationship with Christ Jesus. And that's why we name the church Hope Covenant. We recognize there's a generation that needs hope, but they're not getting that until there's the covenant relationship with Jesus. And so we named it Hope Covenant. That's where that name comes from. There's the history of this church right there. And our scripture verse that the Lord gave us, Liz and I, when we were praying and the Lord gave us the, the name of the church, Hosea 2, verses 14 to 15. And now here's what I'm going to do. It's doing this for many of us even right now. I'm gonna start all over again and I'm gonna turn Heartbreak Valley into a place where there's hope. Acres into acres of hope. I love that. That verse is so life-giving and so wonderful and so refreshing. And so there's a card that we're gonna hand out in just a second. It's a vision card and I've got one and you're about to have one in your hand. In fact, if we can hand them out now, that'd be awesome. And this is a prayer point. I encourage you guys and I want you to hear me. In a lot of churches, money and finances is a sensitive subject. I steamroll like a bull in a china shop with that, I don't care. And the reason why I don't care is because really what we're talking about is not your money, we're talking about your heart. I say that God's not after your money, he's after your heart. But it, the Bible says that your wallet and your heart, there's a direct line. There's a, that's why it's a sensitive subject for so many people. And that's why a critical spirit comes out when we talk about this. But without a sacrifice and a tenth, we're not following scripture and his lordship, which says, be invested in the kingdom. This card is not about your 10%. This is not about your tithe. This is an offering, which goes above and beyond your tithe. Now, it does take money to operate the house of God. There's a business side of this, okay? There is a business side of this, and we're going to talk about that. But I don't want to pitch this from a position of the church's need. I want to pitch this from a position of, this. here's our vision, here's where we're going. And when the Holy Spirit meets us and when he convicts your hearts, how many of you know there's always provision for the vision? Always. This church, the testimony, you can ask our CFO, the testimony of this church is we have never not had the money when we need it. 
It's been amazing. God has met us. And listen, we have had no churches supporting us. We are not, we're a non-denominational church, so I'm not supported by a denomination. We were, the Lord spoke to us. We were sent. I had ministers that sent, but they did not write me a check. <laughs> Fact, true, true story. And you know what? I believe that the reason for that is because God knew that a check would make it easy and I needed to stretch my faith. And so he groomed me through that. There was, the Lord was deliberate about that. Because there were times where I was like, "Woo, we, this is like nail-biting stuff going on right here. And, and, and always right down to the wire. He's never early, but he's never late. But he'll take you right to the wire where you're like, Jesus, you're walking through the aisle looking for that preparation age. Like, Jesus, come on now. I just said that. Don't edit it out of the message. But our vision fund, I want to talk about some practical things and then some ministry. What we're looking to do here, and you're probably looking around, it seems like there's something in the water. Everybody's having babies, so we need a nursery. Yeah. Uh, we need, um, that's why Liz is not here right now. She wanted to demonstrate how bad we need a nursery. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll need nursery workers. And as we grow, the provision will be there. But we feel this is a season where we're supposed to finish the nursery. So our vision fund, we're trying to raise money to do a nursery. Also, there's a small little office in the back, which we use for counseling, and it's our church office. It's one room. It's very small. It's about the size of, I think my closet might be bigger, um, but it is what we use as our church office. We want to finish that. We want to do some landscaping out in the, in the front of the church and, and, and really represent excellence so that when people drive by, we're not just cutting the weeds, we're cutting a lawn. We're looking forward to doing that. We've been here two years, three years, whatever it is, and we need to do that. Is it two years? Okay, two years. So we need to get a, a lawn out there. And then in the parking lot, one of our main issues is even more than the seats in this room um, is as we're growing and we are, the seats are filling up. In fact, if we had every family here this morning, I don't know that we'd have many seats. So that's a great thing. And, but our parking lot is an even bigger issue because we need to expand our parking spaces. We need to fill that hole and put some gravel back there and make it nice so that when it's raining out and it's, it's muddy, there's a place to park. So we, and we have the parking lots kind of falling apart. The lines are fading and disappearing. So we need to do some parking lot repair as well. And that's all that we want to do to this building. The reason why is because I believe we're here maybe another year or two. I'm not sure what that looks like. Are we gonna do multiple services? I don't know. Can I tell you the way that we're doing church where Holy Spirit comes and moves in our services? I don't like two services because then I have to cut short what the Holy Spirit's doing and I don't think we're supposed to do that. So I believe that we're supposed to start in the spring or in the summer, a building search for a new building, which is why the list is really short on what we're doing in in this facility. And the reason for that is because over the next five years, and this is your first time hearing it from my lips to your ears, but I believe that we're supposed to have Hope Covenant Christian School. Can we give God a shout of praise? I'm actually about to cry. I don't know why that's so important to me, but I'm watching so many kids. And one of the things that we want to have and why we want to have a Christian school so bad we don't need just another Christian school. We need a Christian school that equips students with the power of Holy Spirit. And so I want to have a Holy Spirit-inspired Christian school, which is why we're not going to partner with other churches in this because I don't want anybody telling me, no, keep that down a little bit. We don't want them, we don't want that going on here. No, I want to have a Holy Spirit-inspired Christian school. Can we give God a shout of praise? I'm really excited about that one. Because that's really the whole vision of this church is that Holy Spirit gets the edge on everything he wants to do. 
and that he feels a school and a church that welcomes him. Because guys, I, I can tell you, as the hour grows darker, we are hosed without the Holy Spirit. But we are so ready and so empowered. And like A.W. Tozer said, a, a scared world needs a fearless church. The only way to really do that is to be equipped with the power of Holy Spirit. It's the only way to accomplish that. Without the Holy Spirit, you are host. It's an encouraging word for you. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, get the Holy Spirit. You need the power. And we're gonna do a Christian school. So with that, we're gonna need building space. We're gonna need classrooms. This building can't do that. Uh, this building can hardly do what we need to do now, but thank God for it. It's been a gift and, and, and the Lord has really blessed us. And I never wanna, wanna undermine the power of this building and what the Lord established here. It's gonna forever be in the history of this church and, and we'll utilize it until, we'll know when the time's up, we'll know. I, so all of this is very organic. I'm, I'm giving you, I wanna be careful to under promise and over deliver. So I, I, I wanna tell you this today that all of the things that I'm telling you are like when the Lord moves, we'll know, right? We're on this journey together. And so I wanna be very transparent with you about that. Uh, I, I, I'm careful to not say I wanna be honest with you because that says, well, there's moments where I'm dishonest with you. No, I wanna be transparent with you and just be honest with you about where we're going, if that makes sense. And through my transparency. But our ministry that we want to do as a church, uh, we have this year benevolence, and that's been a huge thing. We get calls uh, on the reg from our church family. The way benevolence works is you have to be in a tender, and it, we're going to be doing membership this year starting in the summer, and I'll walk you through that as we get closer to the summer. We will have an official membership process. It's going to be short and relevant to this generation. Used to be you would do like four membership classes at a church, and blah. you can't do any of that anymore. You, people are not coming to four membership classes. They're like, good luck. We'll just attend. That's fine. So we're going to make a very church user-friendly after a Sunday morning a short little 20 minute thing that you go through where you hear where we're going and we're gonna make it really convenient for all of you. We're gonna redo, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna start, we don't, we're not redoing anything, but the way membership used to work at other churches that I've been to, I've learned a lot and I believe we're gonna have a really user-friendly uh, membership process. But uh, the, way, the way it works when it comes to benevolence is if you are membered or attending this church, We'll entertain that. We talk as a staff and assess the needs, and and we have a, a process that we use. And then after that, we'll we'll do that. But then there's people outside the church, and with that, we support the Salvation Army. And this, we direct everybody who's not within this church to go to the Salvation Army because we don't have endless finances for all of Huntersville. If you understand what I mean, the needs would be greater than our ability to supply. But we support the Salvation Army, and then they handle those, and they have a great process that they use, and they're a wonderful organization. Then we have uh, some widows within the church that we're supporting, and, and we want to continue to support. The Bible says take care of the orphans and the widows. Yeah. That brings me to the next point. Foster care and adoption is the heartbeat of this church. Yeah. We need families that are not willing to just write a check but willing to adopt and families that are not just willing to adopt, but foster care is another level of difficult because you're committing to house a child that you know will not be there forever. This, you're, you're stewarded, you don't own, it's stewardship is truly the greatest definition of stewardship, a moment where you take a kid in and you supply a safe refuge so that they can ultimately be reunified. We're about reunification of their, of their birth parents. And we support a, 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 an organization called Seven Homes, 
and then there's um, there's another one called Congregations for Kids, and and we're we're so those are our outlet, and we financially are getting behind that. I want to get to a place where when somebody in this church says I want to adopt, we pay for it. I believe that's the call in this church. Amen. I do. It's the heartbeat of this church. Moving on. I need a tissue. Good Lord. Missions local, which is what this year is going to be focused on, is our outreach to Huntersville. I see churches constantly pushing foreign missions, and the neighborhood doesn't even know we're there. So we're going to let the neighborhood know we're here first and do things in order, right? So we're going to focus on local missions, and then next year you'll start hearing from me about some foreign missions and places that we can go to. We have some missionaries that are very close to our family that are in Tanzania, which is in Africa, and so we'll talk about that as, as time goes on, but we're going to do local and foreign missions as a church. That's a big part of our vision. We, this next one is huge, unashamedly. We are not ashamed to say that we stand with Israel, the nation of Israel. That scripture, God will bless you when you're a friend of Israel. He will curse you when you're an enemy of Israel. So I have actually received a a few uh, interesting emails challenging me because I support Israel. I don't care. I'm not afraid. We're going to stand with Israel. Can we give God a shout of praise? It's, It's his heart. It's his heart. So there's a, there's a couple of ministries, and I'm even going to have somebody uh, that's, that uh, does this, uh, has a ministry for Israel that will come in and talk about it this year. And uh, so we're, we're looking to support that financially, and we're going to live a blessed life because of that. And then the last one is a pro-life um, ministry called Love Life Charlotte. And Love Life is going to come in here and speak this year as well. And we, uh, we're going to stand for... Uh, for this pro-life organization and support them financially as well. It's a big heart of this, ch- of this church as we are unashamedly as well pro-life. Already told you about the new building in the Christian school, but that, that's really our plan this year. Uh, it's, I tried to keep it and narrow it down to make it simple for you. Um, it's really the heart and the DNA of what I believe God's building here. We're super, super, super excited about this year. I also want to say that we're working on a plan for youth ministry right now, and I'm, I can't get into that, but we're, we're going to be uh, giving you information about what we're doing with our youth ministry, uh, young adults, all of those things. And, uh, and how many of you know it takes money to run the house of God? So what we're believing for above tithes and offerings is $85,000 for the mission fund, for the vision fund. That's, that's, what, we're, that's what we're seeking God for, $85,000. i am believing God. We're doing this, the way we run the, the, uh, the vision fund is we work from February to February. That's our year process. I guess, would that be considered fiscal? Um, so it's February to February. I don't do January to January because a lot of you guys are paying off your Christmas gifts in January. You need a month to like, let me clear that out in Jesus' name, amen. So I, I started in February intentionally to give everybody an opportunity to get back into regular attendance and, and get those Christmas bills paid off so that you can now give to the house of God because that's, you know, first fruits, right? And that's, that's our, actually our offering verse that we, we have been doing. And so, uh, and Tom, I'm going to call you up in just a second, but um, the way this is going to work is you could, if you, if the Lord puts this on your heart, you want to be a part of the $85,000 miracle that I believe God has spoke to me is already accomplished because how many of you know, he does immeasurably more. I'm actually thinking it might even be more than that, but you can give to this monthly. This is above your tithes and offerings. So this is not in lieu of, it's above and beyond. 
You can give a one-time gift, or some of you may say, you know what, I want to give a first fruits this morning or next week. I'm going to collect these next week. But um, I, I want to give a one-time gift, and I want to give a little bit monthly. You just basically would calculate your monthly amount and that one-time gift and then put the total in, and we'll collect these cards next week. I want to give you a week to pray about this, seek the Lord, and then when we finish the message, we'll have a call for these cards. On our online giving, you can click down and you'll see there's a couple different things notated there. It's regular tithes and offerings. Vision funds is the second. Then there's foster care and adoption. And there's one more. I can't remember what it is. I would encourage you to put it all in either. We're going to get rid of the foster care and adoption. It's going to be either vision fund or ties. Those are the two drop downs you're going to see. So put that into vision fund. If you want to give to foster care and adoption, give to the vision fund. We're allotting an amount towards foster care and adoption. Is that clear? Awesome. With that being said, I want to call Tom up who has a testimony regarding giving and listen to this. This is going to be amazing. It's on. Good morning, everybody. Um, you know, wow, these, bright, these lights are bright. Um, That's for you. It's, um, it's so easy to um, sometimes just sit in our seats. And so this is not my comfort zone coming up here. Uh, sitting in my seat would be so much more comfortable. Um, but then every time I come up, I've spoken at different churches and things like that. And I'm always reminded as to my comfort. And some of us need to get out of that comfort zone for him. And I'm reminded so many times that when I come up here, how comfortable was Jesus on that cross for us? How comfortable was he for us? So my, my testimony is this. I was reading in um, Psalms 50 this week, and it talks about the, the uh, sacrifice that they, not the sacrifices, but the um, the sac yeah, sacrifices for that, and it hit me so much because in Psalm 50, it talks about their sacrifices, righteous people giving the sacrifices and also unrighteous people. And in that Psalm, God reminds them that everything is his. He owns everything, and yet, People believe, some churches believe, and it's preached in America, that we don't have to tithe. We're in the New Testament. As Pastor Adam shared, the whole Bible is together. So tithing is something so important. And my testimony for tithing is this. I came to Myrtle Beach almost 12 years, a little over 12 years ago, and I knew that I knew that the Lord brought me there. Me and my wife, my family, I was starting over. I'm a self-employed builder. And it was rough. It was hard. And I remember going to church and saying, Lord, I know you brought me here. I know you brought me here for a reason, to serve you. That's what I want to do. I want to serve you and only you. But Lord, it's hard right now, financially. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said, it makes no sense at all. Double your tithes. That doesn't make sense in the natural. But in the spiritual, it makes a whole lot of sense. I shared it with my wife, and she agreed, and we did that. Week, month, 
month after month. She even said to me, are you sure you heard right? <laughs> and I said, yes, I did. And I kept on doing it, kept on doing it. And then after a full year, somebody came up to me and said, I have a word from you from the Lord. And I said, yes, I'll receive that. Let's hear it, brother. And he said, you've been a faithful servant. You've been faithful with your tithes. You've been faithful with your offerings. Now the Lord is going to bless you. The Lord's going to open the doors for you. And your business is going to expand because he has called you to finance the gospel. And I'm telling you, my wife is a testimony, Juliana. They, they've seen it. My company went from here to here. And he gets the glory. He gets the honor. Wow. Can we give God and a shout of that, praise? That's amazing. Yes, amen. And with that, Paula and I have made a covenant here with Pastor Adam and his wife Liz, Pastor Liz, a covenant to stand by him and do our offerings on our tithe because we believe that the Lord had brought him here for a reason, and that is to expand his kingdom for his glory. Thank you. Give God a shout of praise. It's amazing. You've never made me love the word covenant anymore. <laughs> so, listen, this is not manipulative. I hope this inspires you, that you have an opportunity. Offerings are an opportunity for you. The Lord receives the benefit, but it's an opportunity for you to demonstrate your heart to the Lord. And so I want to encourage you, be in prayer this week about what the Lord would have you do, if the Lord would have you do something with that. I believe this year we're going places. I believe you're going places. And I believe that you will reap a harvest from the fruit of what you sow your seed. That's what scripture says. And so I just want to pray over every person here. And, and I want to encourage you this year. I believe that God is taking the lid off of many of your businesses and off of many of your, your jobs and many of your households. And some of you have been experiencing challenge after challenge after challenge. When you get into the kingdom of God, it's amazing how this stuff turns around. So Lord, we thank you for your vision. We thank you with, for where you're taking each of us this year, immeasurably more. Say that out loud. Father, I declare this is the year of immeasurably more. I can't measure it. I can't even imagine the depth of what you're about to do. I declare that right now in Jesus' name. If you believe that, would you give God a shout of praise? We're so grateful for the goodness of God. I want to encourage you guys, you're dismissed. We'll see you next week. If you need prayer for anything, our pastoral staff is here. We want to chat with you guys. Thank you for coming. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc, and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.